Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Friday, everyone who's tuning in Healthy and Wealthy and Wise land. It is that time again for another live episode with an amazing guest. And I have an amazing guest all the way from over in the UK. At least I think that's where you are right now. You're not traveling, right? Um, This is Barry Lynch going to be joining me today. And I'm super excited. Um, For those of you guys who are joining us that are new, uh, just as a reminder, I'm sales trainer, coach, host of this podcast for over 200 episodes in, you get anywhere from 50 to 100 downloads per show. And I'm just so grateful. I just want to take a moment and say thank you to my community. Um, Thank you to all of you who have been supporting and who are tuning in to really magnetize, manifest your best life, your best health, your best wealth and your best wisdom. And as you know, if you're tuning in live, please comment below hashtag live and where you are tuning in from. And if you're tuning in on the recording, the replay, still comment below hashtag replay, because this is meant to be a community of like-minded people who are here to support one another through this thing called life. So I'm super excited. Barry's actually only my second guest for the month. I've been kind of scaling back on guests and doing more monologue episodes. So Barry, this means that you're extra special because you you made the cut. You are here um, as I'm as I'm turning the corner into my 200 plus episodes, and you've been in business for 31 years. So you have a lot of wisdom. I, I'm so excited to learn from you today. You built franchise organizations. You have had whiskey business, beauty business, which is very intriguing, knowing that you're a guy. This is, I can't wait to learn more about this. And and it all came about having built multiple seven-figure businesses because of paradigm shifts. So I know we're going to be talking about paradigm shifts today. So I'd love for you to share more about who you are, um, your why, your your passion. How did you get to be where you are today? That's great. Thank you very much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and I do feel... Um, I suppose the, you know, the fact that you've invited me on and I'm the second person, you know, gratitude all the way. Thank you very much. And um, so I'm Barry Lynch. Uh, I'm, I'm based here in Dublin, Ireland. Um, and, um, that's okay. Um, and I've been in business now 31 years. Um, I always say that 27 of them, I was an unconscious competent. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't know what I was doing. So I built a seven-figure, one of my first seven-figure businesses in that time. And in fact, no, I built two in that time. But I hadn't realized that uh, I was caught up in the the day-to-day of everything. And as a result, I didn't realize what I was doing. And it was only in the last four or five years when I sit back and changed all that, I had realized that I hadn't realized what I've been doing. And now 
that I had and I changed my mindset and I suppose my attitude and my behaviors, my beliefs. All of a sudden, then I started to realize that I could do more with my life. I could be happy, healthy and wise. I was before that, I always say that I wasn't happy. I wasn't healthy, but I considered myself to be a wise man. But in fact, I wasn't because I was doing it wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I love that. I put that down. I'm going to make sure that hits the show notes because that, that says a lot right there. I just want you all to like let that sink in and unpack what he shared. 27 years, you were an unconscious competent. And even within that, you built two seven-figure businesses, but you weren't happy, right? Did I? Did I get all that? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And you and I, the reason I just love you right away and was like, yeah, this guy made the cut because you said something that really hit my spirit, really hit me in the heart, which is is really important to me, is that my guests bring heart to the show with their wisdom. Um, Because I was in the same space. I I can't say 27 years. I'm going to say 15 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. that I was chasing money. I was yeah. chasing this thing called success and the yeah. American dream. I don't know what it's like in yeah. Ireland, if there's a, an Ireland dream, but it was, yeah. it was such a lie. And I yeah. wasn't happy. In fact, I was depressed. I was working yeah. too much and all of the things that went with that. And you said in our, our pre like chat, getting to know each other, money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, and it's even something you just remind me of something there as, as you, as you were talking. And it was, um, I remember going back uh, that I didn't know at the time that, you know, I thought that's the way it was to be. That's the way business was. I understood that, look, you just have to, you know, take, take it and roll with it. But now I know and I believe uh, that you don't. You can decide what your destiny is and, and you can almost have what you want. You don't have to work at what you need. But I remember a lot of people used to say to me, and I distinctly remember one night I was out and I was quite young. I was like maybe um, 20, 21 or two. And I remember being in a nightclub and two people in the same nightclub that night walked by me and said, oh, for God's sake, why don't you smile? And I said, it's only, I, I remember it. And now I, I actually, that's exactly what I used to look like. I never smiled. I was always thinking about, you know, <clears throat> losing my success or, what am I going to do to to avoid it? So I was worried about it all the time. So obviously, that's the way I came across the people. Mm. And that's what they seen. So it must have been a case of that I was, I looked as unhappy as what I was. And, and of course, it's only now when, when I talk about it, it I, I remember these things. Mm. And it's funny when, you know, when you say, someone says something like that to you, you think they're being sarcastic. But in fact, they're just trying to be nice. But at that time, that's what I picked up. Why? Because I, I had a bad self-image. I had a bad attitude. I didn't even like myself. So when somebody said something nice to me, I considered it as being sarcasm. They were trying to be, they weren't trying to be funny. They were trying to be sarcastic. But now that I get people and I understand more what about people, you know, people are generally nice. When you're nice to them, they're nice back to you. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. I think it was last week. We talked about that mirror. Um, these events, these comments from people, they're, they're not by accident, right? Don't you think that they're like meant to get your attention and help you to like, maybe wake up a little bit? Was that like your wake up call or the beginning of your paradigm shift? I know we're going to be talking about paradigm shifts today. 
Yeah, so, well, for me, it was more of a case of I had almost reached the pinnacle of what I wanted to do. So whilst I was younger, I had lots of goals and, and I'd almost reached all of them. And then it went to the stage where I was trying to figure out, well, what do I do next? You know, where do I go next? What, what, what can I do to improve? And I couldn't figure anything. But what I do know is that I was, wasn't healthy and I wasn't happy, but I was starting to create wealth. And, and to me, that was success because I had looked up at people, I suppose, dare I say it, Donald Trump. You know, many years ago, I did all his courses and I looked up when I was so young in the, the 80s and all. And I suppose, you know, it was the wealth of having everything, you know, that you wanted and money could buy you everything. So that's what created my motivation. So mm. I had a desire and passion. I said I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 40 and I was, which was great. But I didn't know that there was like a pitfall at the end, you know, and, and that's where the, the, the problems then started. So whilst I was in my early 40s, I started to notice that, you know, I was an angry person. I was always angry. You know, I was falling out with people. It was my way or the highway. And then it reached a stage where I had four high court actions. A high court action in Ireland, it means where somebody's suing you for 75,000 plus. It's the high court. And, and I was going like, I just so many things, but I took it that, look, people are suing me. So I start suing people. And it was like, you know, well, I've got to do what they're doing. And then, I woke up one day, I started drinking alcohol and, you know, I wasn't happy. Nobody knew what was going on in my life and I started to lose my hearing and there was, there was so many different things that happened that you couldn't, you couldn't ride it. You know, it just was unbelievable, but it, it started to spiral out of control and depression was definitely one of them. And, and I, I, what it had gone to the stage where you know, I wasn't happy with me. I wasn't happy with my life. I wasn't happy with anything. And there was, there was just nothing working. And, and of course, you know, being in the, the bad place, lots of different things happened. But I woke up one day and I realized, I said to myself, I've got to change. Something's got to, something's got to happen. You know, it, it, it's, this couldn't be the way I've reached half my life and, and the rest of my life is going to go. So I decided that what was a time when I was happy? I start looking back and reflecting. Was there a time in my life when I was actually happy? And all of a sudden, I realized that when I was 18 and 19, when I used to drive around in my carpet cleaning business at that time, um, I used to listen to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And I used to be singing along, you know, da, 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 da. And I'd be, I'd be listening to stuff over and over again because I had this passion and desire to be rich. Mm-hmm. So I, I, a big smile came on my face and I decided I need to go back into personal development. That's what mm-hmm. I need to do. So I picked up the computer, I opened the computer and, and Bob Proctor popped up in front of me. I took a Bob Proctor training course and oh my God, it changed my life. It absolutely changed everything. So when I talk about the depression, when I talk about the, you know, losing the hearing and thinking I was becoming some, some, some sort of invalid. Um, and I had about 450,000 I had taken from my company. I had revenue inspections where they had found this money that I had taken to buy properties over many years, and they wanted that money back. They wanted that money back in the company. Um, and um, I just managed to get myself into a state where I had paid everything, resolved everything, sorted all my high court actions, mm-hmm. and without it costing me money. This is the strange thing. So within three months of, of me realizing there was a problem, to getting to the 1st of January of that year, it was either... Uh, 2017, I think it was. Everything was solved. I was like a new person, a new man with a new life. 
Wow. And everything changed from that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, and I want to hear more about that paradigm shift to go a little bit deeper with that, Barry. So hold on one second. I do, because this is a community, I always love to acknowledge my peeps. Thanks so much, Candace May. She's agreeing with you. She's actually commented a couple of times. Thank you so much for your commenting. Um, this is also a great time, guys, to do a couple of things. Sharing is caring. Um, please hit the share button if you see value in this conversation about money not buying you happiness um, and, and the shifts, the paradigm shifts that we're going to be talking about next. And then, of course, my girl, my local hometown girl from SoCal, um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for tuning in. So this is a perfect time, guys. We're a third away into the show. If you have questions, that's where if you show up online during the live, you can ask questions of our guests. So please comment below with your questions. So. So I'd love to know, because you, you mentioned about your book, uh, Paradigm Shift, and, and feel free to talk about how you came to write that and all of that. But how did you go from, you had a clean slate, it sounded like, which was a total gift, right? Yeah. A total, almost sounds like a miracle. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. then what? What happened after that? What, what did well, you do with this this remembrance of, of what it is that you wanted to create. Yeah, so when, when I was able to reflect back, um, I'd realized the excitement that I had. Um, so at that particular time, I would have had the desire and passion to be healthy, wealthy, and rich. You know, I wanted to be wealthy, okay? But I didn't, I forgot about the, the health and the, the wise bit, I suppose. You know, it was always just concentrating on the desire to be rich. Mm. Um, so it was almost like I'd taken the wrong part out of the book and not included everything that it was talked about. I was just focusing on the money. <laughs> but what, what I had established as uh, when I came to realizing was that um, it was as a result of my beliefs and behaviors. So as I grew up, I grew up with uh, a great family and great parents and never wanted for anything. And, but of course, I adapted the beliefs. And as a result of that, I had the same beliefs as my dad, whereas work hard. You know, the harder you work, the more you earn. So, of course, that's what I was doing. I was working, yep. you know, 14, 16, even 18 hours a day to create this wealthy, rich person. Mm -hmm. um, but what I had realized when I changed that shift, um, I had realized that, in fact, I could work less and earn more. Mm -hmm. By simply now, I had people with me and people that worked with me um, but I had a wrong attitude towards them. I had a wrong attitude towards everything in life. And as I said, I didn't like myself. I had a bad self-image. I didn't like that. You know, I started losing my hair when I was like 14. I didn't like that. You know, my ears were a little bit off, that my nose was a little bit off. I had problems with everything. But it was only when I got into the material that I now teach, I'd realized that, in fact, it was me was the problem. It wasn't everybody else. And when I started to grow to love myself and like myself for who I am, well, then I became the real me. And of course, I could help others as a result of that. Mm. So when we talk about paradigms, uh, that's how I ended up with my, my book. It's called uh, What They Don't Tell You About Paradigms. But that was, I would have always, I left school quite young. So I always considered myself as uneducated. So whilst I might have had two seven-figure businesses, I still considered myself as uneducated. If I were in a room with a lawyer, a solicitor, I always felt inadequate and I felt intimidated. Anybody that was educated, I was intimidated by them. But what I had realized when I changed my thought process 
was that in fact that I probably had more of what would you call the day-to-day stuff, intelligence, than what they had. But that didn't make me any better. It just meant that I didn't feel intimidated anymore. And Mm -hmm. as a result of that, I didn't need to be angry because when I wanted to resolve something, I used my intelligence to resolve it instead of my anger to resolve it. So it's almost like you're picking up, you know, when you're speaking to someone, intuition or, you know, you're listening to them in a deep way as opposed to arguing with them to try and get what you want. And that was the biggest change for me, whereas it changed my life. So I didn't have to be that angry person. I could control my emotions and feelings and also be in, remain in a higher vibration as opposed to a lower vibration of being angry all the time. Wow. Do you have any? I love that. Thank you. I first of all, I want to acknowledge that because a lot of us do get stuck into that comparison, less than not enough space. I'm actually teaching a class on that topic next week that I'll talk mm-hmm. about later. How did you go from making that realization to then taking what I call aligned action every day? Because you were you were in this workaholic space. Yep. Right. There is no such thing as an overnight shift. I I, yeah. I, I do know this. How long mm. do you think it really took you to take ownership and, and being in alignment again? Because that's what I'm, I'm hearing yeah. is that paradigm yeah. shift helped you get back into alignment to your yeah. highest and best self. Right. Yeah. I would say probably realistically two to three month period for sure. And um, because what I had noticed was you start off with the the thought process so it's a bit like we all have knowledge but the knowledge tends to sit there it's what we do with the knowledge so all the personal development that i've done when i was 16 17 18 19 and 20 and in fact up to about 25 i had listened to lots and lots of napoleon hill and brian tracy and um others just so many of them that i used to love it with a you know i i could open one of my old presses now and all the old cds and all the old tape cassettes fall out, you know. Um, and that's what I used to love. That's what, you know, I, I love listening to all this information. And it was only when I got into my early 40s, when I started listening to it again, I started to remember it. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I was listening, but I wasn't putting it into action. So it was it was knowledge. It wasn't actionable steps to allow it to sink down in, to break the old paradigm, to create a new one. I love it. Yeah, you're speaking my language because I always talk about inspiration, constipation. I actually did. I actually did a post about this yesterday. I didn't get a lot of comments and likes because I know it's a little controversial and in your mm-hmm. face. But yeah. to be honest with you, thinking grow rich doesn't work. Law yeah. of attraction doesn't work. Yeah. Most people read it and they think about it. But then yeah. what are they missing, Barry? You just said yeah. it. Yeah actually doing it taking action and embodying it and taking that that step every day so there's a lot of people who love those books and tapes but they don't they don't actually get the transformation because it's got to come from within right you got to feel it would you say tell me more about about that i would say so um i 100 agree with you what i found and especially with with clients um, and it can be selective with clients because they've got to want to do something and if they want to do something, you can show them how. But if they just are on the fence of, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's it's not really going to work because you can read all the information you want and you can create the knowledge you want. 
but if you don't do anything with it, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. I always find as well, when you have somebody that's uh, accountable to you for that information, well, then it works even more powerfully. Because what you find is that if somebody has an interest in you and wants you to succeed, you know, they're helping you. But if somebody has some other motivation behind them for that, it tends not to work. And that's mm-hmm. why I find, you know, a small percentage of people will do it on their own, but the majority of people won't. They tend to. It's a bit like when you go for a, a training course for a weekend. You know, maybe you're a, a solicitor and accountant and you're excited about all this information because it's going to change your life and you go and do it. And then for a week or so afterwards, you're, you're still excited and things are starting to work out and you feel changes and then boom, it stops. And then you can't hardly even remember after a couple of months what you've learned. And that's because you haven't action stepped your way to allowing it to change it in a repeatable basis. Yeah. And having a coach, like we always say, Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, right? He could have been probably pretty awesome on his own. Pretty good. Right. But the coach, of course, one of the best coaches of all time that he got the opportunity to work with raised him, you know, higher than he could have on his own. So uh, that accountability piece is so critical and two to three months time of applied knowledge, which is wisdom, yeah. right? They say wisdom yeah. is the application, the the actual embodiment of the knowledge. Yeah. That's really amazing. That's that's a really yeah. short period of time. So do you have any advice for our audience? And then I'd like for you to share what's inside of your book um, yeah. that can help support them in their best health, their best wealth, and their best wisdom, having their own paradigm shift and then taking action do you have any tips uh, that can be applied today for them to, besides taking action, of course, but how do you even know what action to take? Any advice on that? I suppose, you see, there's there's a couple of things. There's probably three things that we've got to look at. And one is our self-image. And the second one is our confidence. And the third one is our decision-making process. Because your decisions are based on what happens, okay? So if you're a bad decision-maker, well, then, of course, you keep putting it off. So you tend not to make the decision on it anyway. If you have low self-esteem, your confidence is going to be low. So you've got to build your confidence. And then your self-image. If you've got to, you've got to be really careful what you tell yourself. So if you continue to tell yourself that you're ugly or you're no good or you're stupid or you're no good at reading or you're no good at writing or you're no good at business and because people do that, but they don't realize that you have a server mechanism that's constantly running in the background. So what you tell it, you're feeding it. If you tell it regularly, well, then you're creating the paradigm that surrounds that. So when you become aware of what you tell yourself, you can change it. So if you do something on a repeatable basis, so, you know, like what I said, I didn't like myself. What I did was I started to say how good a person I was, how healthy I looked. So I'd stand in the mirror and say to myself, was it difficult? You betcha. Did I believe it? No. But the difference is, is after a period of time, you start to believe it. Why? Because you keep telling yourself the same thing. And that changes your self-image. But you can do that with anything. So when we talk about, say, somebody in business, and say they have a business and, you know, they're breaking even, they're not doing well, okay? They might have a paradigm around money. They might find that, you know, they make money, they lose it. They make money, they spend it. And they never seem to get out of that, that, that rut. So when you find that you start to look at it in a different way and you change the, the point of view towards it and you start to um, adapt a different, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself that this is what's going to happen. You're, you're, 
you're creating the person that you want to be in the future, but you're visualizing it right now. And then you're starting to change your beliefs based on that. So it therefore changes the image of what you see. And over time, then you find it starts to change and it happens, you know, in a short period, two to three months, 90 days, 120 days. But when you do, you go, Oh my God, I can't believe that's happened. So that's what I did when, when I used to do Facebook lives, I used to be terrified. I could mix up my words. I would forget what I was going to say. Why? Because I was looking at me. I was looking at me, looking back at me. But when I got over that, then I found that I could talk properly. You know, I, I remembered what I was going to say. I remembered, you know, everything about it. I, I liked the person that was looking back at me, so it didn't bother me. I love it. I love it. And you're, you're speaking my language with embodiment. And this is actually a great quick question. I want to have um, you answer this question really quick, like in the next 60 seconds, and then we'll talk about your book. But, um, and Elizabeth, yeah. I will tell you, I'm actually going to do my next podcast episode is on uh, a, a technique that can help you with this, but I'm very, really excited to hear what you say. What do you use as a technique while experiencing those anger reflexes? So she has uh, that anger might manifest differently, but they are there. Um, yeah. What can you recommend? So um, there are a couple of things. So when I look back at, I was an angry person um, and everything resulted as when I grew up, I had red hair. So they associate, oh, you know, you're an angry person with red hair. And that's the belief I, I you know, took on. But then I realized that, in fact, no, that was just because of I adapted through somebody else, through a belief. But what, what for me, what it was um, or, and how I, I help other people with anger or stress or anger, sorry, anger, stress or uh, anxiety um, is where I would give them a technique to follow. So. For me, I started off with an emoji on my phone where it just said, smile, Barry. So this is when we go back to like when I was saying, smile, Barry. So when I say that now, I smile because I think somebody saying that to me years ago. So I used to set my alarm clock for 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and maybe 4 or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. in the evening. And then the alarm would go off, I'd pick up the phone, I'd look at it, and then I'd smile. So I'd done that for maybe three months. And then I found that as a result, I started to become happier. Why? Because it raised my level of awareness by the little emoji and the alarm clock going off to make me realize that don't get caught up in the anger. But the other way as well is where when you become aware of your actions and emotions, if you have a bad self-image, a bad self-image is normally it's the outside world dictating your inner world. But when you allow the outside world dictate your inner world, well, then you become that. But when you start to create the outside world and you dictate your inner world, well, then you change from the inside out as opposed to from the outside in. And as a result of that, then you start to be able to control your emotions. You can't do it all the time because you could be tired, you know, something's We're happened. Human. We're still yeah. human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what I always say is for me, when somebody says something to me now, I don't get angry. But here's one of the techniques I use that has worked so well for me. So this is the second one. So when I say many years ago that my motivation was money, so my wife used to say to me, your favorite song is ABBA, money, money, money. That's what she used to say. So now when I, even when I say it there now, I'm smiling because that's what I think. So what I do is if I'm in company with somebody and they say something that I don't like, I start singing the song in my head. They don't know I'm doing it. So I'm going money, money, money. And then I start smiling inside and I, I'm not even listening to what they're saying, but it controls my emotions and feelings attached to the current situation. 
So I found that is a really good technique to use. The third technique that you can use if you want to get rid of something where maybe you're an angry person and you find in certain situations, you can put an elastic band around your wrist and every time you feel yourself getting angry, snap the band and that will change your brain immediately to concentrate on the band just hurting you as opposed to you getting angry. And after a period of time, it'll work. Wow, Elizabeth, I hope you wrote those down. That's beautiful. And the second one reminds me of the uh, anchoring technique that I'm going to be teaching in my class next week and doing a podcast episode. I love that. And Elizabeth, just so you know, she says music is a huge part of my language. So um, I love it. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, I know we're going to we're going to drop the link to his book in the show notes, but your book Paradigm Shift is what you're sharing with the audience today. Any quick thoughts on on that book? Yeah, so it, it is it is about your habits, your beliefs and your behaviors. When we talk about a paradigm shift or changing your paradigms, you know, if you want to be successful, if you want to be healthy, if you want to be wealthy, you've just got to change your beliefs and behaviors. You've got to change your habits. So an example would be if you find that, you know, when you get up in the morning and you probably find that you get up at the same time, when you watch TV, you probably find that you sit in the same chair. That's your mm -hmm. paradigms. That's what makes you comfortable. So if you want to change that, you've got to make yourself be uncomfortable. If somebody came in and sat in your chair that you watch TV in, you'd ask them to move. Why? Because if you have to sit somewhere else, you're uncomfortable. But when you get used to making yourself uncomfortable, well, then you can change your habits. So that means if, you know, you want to create a business of your dream and you need to ring 10 people a day, but you're afraid to ring them because you're, you have a bad self-image, so you won't make the calls. But if you start to tell yourself, well, I don't care what they say. I, I want my business. I have the desire and passion to do this. Well, then you create the habit of doing it every day. And within a short period of time, it's not a problem anymore. You keep doing it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So grateful for you today. So guys, look in the show notes for that link. It'll be showing up in the iTunes, in my YouTube um, channel, all of that kind of stuff by next week. As a reminder, you guys, if you want to do like what Elizabeth did was beautiful. She helped create the content that Barry and I shared today. So your questions matter. You matter. So please jump inside of the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. You can find that um, on my website. You can just go to Facebook and look for Lois Kofi, healthyandwealthyandwise.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or subscribe to my YouTube channel. And to go with this amazing topic today, next week, Thursday, June 23rd, I am going to be teaching my next hour-long Magnetic Mind class about magnetizing your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. It's not just focused on business. So if someone's wanting to, to impact your health this summer, please attend. I'm going to be showing you a five-minute exercise on how to shift out of uh, that negative experience, you might still be manifesting or magnetizing in your life because we are, whether we like it or not, right, Barry, the predominant creators mm -hmm. in our life. And if you're always going outside for the answers, guess what? You're probably not going to like what you create and what you attract or manifest because, as he said, it's all about going within and embodying your success and mm -hmm. it takes some reprogramming. It takes some action. And that's what I want you guys to learn about um, next week. Also, uh, this is a new thing. I have only announced it one other time. I am looking for subscriber donors to support my podcast. I want to get this out to the masses um, much bigger, much faster. If you become a patron, if you go to patron.podbean.com forward slash Lois Kofi, we'll also put that in the show notes. There's advantages 
Um, being a patron has its privileges. You get coaching, all sorts of bells and whistles and opportunities to get shout outs on my show, um, marketing yourself through me to my tribe that's growing by the thousands every year. So if you want to be a monthly contributor, please go there. And I'll also drop the link to my uh, Magnetic Mind class for June 23rd at 1 p.m. Pacific time um, in the show notes as well. So please sign up, bring a friend. Um, Sharing is caring. And Barry, I have just one last question for you as we we bring it home. Um, I ask this of all my guests at the end. When you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, what does it mean for you? Um, I suppose it's, it's everything in a nutshell. Because as I mentioned uh, earlier, it, it almost uh, signifies my, my life, you know, from the, the start to the end. And towards the end, it's starting to become healthy, wealthy and wise, uh, which wasn't the case at the beginning. So for sure, it would, uh, it would definitely be of an importance to me. Awesome. I love it. And, and you have an amazing story. It goes so well with my um, community with my purpose and my passion. So thank you so much, Barry. Um, really appreciate you. Just thank want to give you guys a, a heads up as we wrap it out here. Um, no live show next week, but I will be doing some surprise monologues, really tuning into my inner channel, my intuition for what I'm seeing, our messages that you guys are wanting to hear. So I will be doing another episode, if not today, Monday, on how to magnetize your best health. Um, with a five-minute daily exercise that can help you improve that. So stay tuned to that. And then, of course, as always, we'll have more guests in July. Um, we're going to be talking on the topics of, of shame and grief. Um, it's going to be really powerful. Uh, I know I've personally changed my relationship with shame and grief as I've done a lot of inner work, um, like Barry referenced earlier. And so we're going to be covering some really life-changing topics. So please Please invite your friends to join us inside this community. And until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. We love you. And I hope you guys have an amazing Father's Day out there. Happy Father's Day weekend, everyone. Bye-bye for now. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for attending another amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. Thank you so much. Please subscribe, download, leave a review or a rating. And also, if you felt like you could benefit from some help, maybe some magnetic mind support, maybe some lead generation and sales strategy. I would love to gift you a free month of my membership or go to bookacallwithlois.com. That's right, www.bookacallwithlois.com. And if you haven't had a one-time free strategy session with me, that's my gift to you today for attending all the way to the end. Here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom.